What's going on, FA Nation? Welcome back. Dan Malin here, joined as always by James Grande. We are recapping week 14. For me, it was okay. It was fine. DFS, I got up to a huge uh, $14,000 profit early on because I had uh, Chico Conquo. I felt really good about Derrick Henry going off early on. And then, I don't know, the Titans just kind of stalled. Uh, I still had a profitable week, but I uh, came just short of the commas. Was looking forward to a comma weekend. Wasn't the case, but still profitable and season long. Went okay. I had a couple of bye weeks already locked up, so I wasn't, you know, stressing that too much. But what how was how was your week 14 ground? Enough about me. Um I <laughs> I messaged uh our very you own John. So tired, dude. <laughs> yeah, very tired. I uh I messaged our own John and Pembo a little before the slate. He like sent me his lineups and all my response was um, I'm not playing DFS this week because I don't want to lose twice. I don't want to lose my money, and I don't want to also look at the scoreboard of the Giants game and just know that it's I'm having a terrible Sunday. So I chose not to play DFS. It was the right decision because the Giants got mollywopped. Um, they weren't even competitive from the start of that game. So I had a stress-free stress, stress DFS weekend. Seasonal, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not having the best uh the best time this year um still fourth in the Raz Bowl for what that's worth so that is about the only uh thing I have going for myself right now in fan in uh seasonal Dan um you know it was another week uh another week of stressful football for me because like the Giants are just falling off the cliff right so like <laughs> really like I I don't know how to res- exactly respond because like it was good but it was also sad to see now that it's a must-win game against the uh, the Washington football team. That's what I'm calling this week's left hand up. No, we are not. We're the crap Manders. That's the that's the new song. I don't know if you've heard that song. Uh, left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders. If you haven't, it's it's a banger. But this I week they're no the crap. You're talking about. <laughs> it's okay. This is this is the tired this is the tired uh, intro ramble. But uh, all in all, um, week fourteen. Uh, tough week for injuries, Dan. Tough week for injuries. Well, that seems like the perfect segue because we are recording this uh, Monday night during the Monday night football game between the Patriots and Cardinals. Uh, about 10 minutes ago, uh, Kyler Murray was carted off. We saw the replays as we were getting set up. Uh, non-contact knee injury. Those never go well in the NFL. Uh, Got to assume it's going to be a lengthy stay uh out of action for him uh potential ir potentially season ending as well if it's an acl uh overall what's the immediate impact and how much do we downgrade uh let's say deandre hopkins james connor marquise brown uh basically anybody useful in the arizona offense for fantasy purposes i mean it's tough um first and foremost i hope kyler gets well soon and i hope it's not serious for his sake right i hope um for what it's worth they did rule him questionable to return but i feel like that's just right. a formality it's pretty clear he's not going to come back right right um oh, looking for a full recovery right hope hopefully it's a full recovery now in terms of the weapons um the first game cole mccoy started this year that was uh d hop was there so was rondell moore um D-Hop had 14 targets, 10 receptions for 98 yards. Rondell Moore had 13 targets. Uh, James Conner had two touchdowns in that game. Safe to say, uh, Cole McCoy finds his favorite targets and will and will 
feature them in the offense. So I don't think we're going to see much of a drop off um, from D Hop and uh, as an ESPN ad just completely. You know, you ever listen to when you open up ESPN and those ads just black. Gotta turn on. Oh, dude, when we record this podcast and I'm trying to like look at box scores, scoring plays on ESPN, uh, and it's just like bam with like the music, and then they <laughs> jump right into like a highlight, and I'm like, God damn it, I gotta mute this. Like, no one else can hear it, but it's just like in my head, I'm trying to like listen to you and like find the mute button for these videos. But go on, I apologize for interrupting. No, no, that's no. But it's I was, very relatable if you're a podcaster. Oh my God. Like, it's just, and especially when you're like trying to focus on what you're saying too. And then you have <laughs> Mike Greenberg talking in the background, like, you know, shout out to Greenberg. You have a lot of good to say, but um, anyways, I mean, the other game Cole McCoy started 12, D-Hop has 26 targets in the two games Cole McCoy has started. Greg Dortch has a nine reception for 103 yard game with Cole McCoy. And Do you now take I'm not, that with a grain of salt? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm not saying go out and but I'm saying <laughs> that both weeks that Colt McCoy started, there were two viable receivers in the Arizona offense. Um, I think that will remain as long as Marquise Brown and D Hopper on the field. Um, so I don't think it, we, we see much of a drop off there. James Conner. I don't think we see much of a drop off there. I mean, they released, you know, Benjamin to just feature James Conner and nothing but James Conner. And that's just kind of what's happened. So, um, yeah, I don't think we actually see much of a drop-off. Um, and no, I do not think Colt McCoy is very viable on the waiver wire, especially considering we're heading into the fantasy playoffs. What about two quarterback or superplex leagues? Obviously, he's he's got to have some appeal over there, right? Because especially just with what, you know, Lamar Jackson's still on the shelf. Tyler Huntley, you know, suffered a concussion, I believe. And he's yep. – I'd be stunned if he played this week. Yeah, he's in con- officially in concussion protocol this week. Um, I mean, I guess I guess it depends. Like, so I bet there's a lot of like, Russell Wilson Martin, also in concussion protocols. Russell Wilson, Huntley, um, Kenny Pickett was in is placing concussion protocol. Um, Mike White would, took those. I mean, he, he took a beating against the Bills. His body is possibly broken in half today uh, i don't know how if he's he might be in a wheelchair for all we know at this point um i, I don't know who let's see um i'm trying to look at the waiver wire right now to see would you play if you were in a two quarterback league brock purdy or um colt mccoy or colt mccoy uh that's gonna come down to the matchups Purdy has the C. Uh, I would probably go. Damn. Um, I really don't like playing Thursday night games. I would probably go with McCoy just because it's going to be a short week for McCoy and the Cardinals either way. But I I can't play a quarterback on Thursday night football. I just don't feel great about that ever. He's probably in the top 24. um, But it's not like a comfortable – feeling uh there's no one on a buy right so all 32 teams will be in action um three games I, late on saturday three games late on saturday very interesting um and the nfl is trying to take over christmas very annoying as an nba guy as well um but I, yeah colt mccoy has low and qb2 appeal in superflex and two quarterback leagues 
All right, moving on to another injury again. Hoping the best for Kyler Murray. Uh, Debo Samuel sprains his MCL and his ankle. Yeah, brutal. Uh, likely to return. What's that? Brutal. Just brutal. Yeah. Uh, likely to return before the end of the regular season. Uh, highly likely that he's going to be up multiple weeks, uh, especially weeks 14 and 15. Who does this benefit most in the San Francisco offense? I, I think this is. I don't think this impacts Christian McCaffrey at all. I no. think this really benefits Kittle yep. and Ayuk a little bit. Maybe even someone like Jawan Jennings. Uh, but who do you like the most uh, coming forth or possibly emerging from the San Francisco 49ers? First off, I don't think we're going to see Debo in the regular season because the timeline for high ankle sprains are usually three to six weeks and like three being like the low end. So if he does have a high ankle sprain, I just don't see him coming back before the regular season. What happens if San Francisco's clinched? What happens if they went out, right? Let's say they went out week 18 and we still haven't seen Debo. And they're, they can't move up or down in the standings, yeah, right? Let's say Philly, Philly's already the one seed, presumably, at that point, right? Um, they have, what, three losses and Philly's 11-1? and one. So, like, what's the I, – I think it's a, it's a tough to assume he's going to be back just given the, the timeline. It, San Francisco has four losses. So – Minnesota has three, so San Francisco, at, at, as it currently stands, could be the two seed, right? Unless Philly collapsed and Dallas won out and Dallas wins the division. But no, even then, even then, um, they would need a lot to be the one seed. My, my point is the high ankle sprain injury timeline doesn't really correlate with what San Francisco is saying. And we've seen it all year, like Jerry Judy had a mild sprain that was going to cause him to be day-to-day and then he missed three weeks and now Corlin Sutton had a mild injury he's like these high ankle sprains are longer absences than we're led to believe um I so I don't think we see Debo who it helps I think you're 100% right I think McCaffrey is like the RB1 moving forward like just the RB1 um we saw his workload we saw his ability to catch passes all that um you know, Juwan Jennings ran 15 routes on 26 dropbacks yesterday. Ayuk ran 25. Kittle ran 25. You have to immediately go to Ayuk and Kittle. Um, it's something Sells was, – was it me and you last week or was it Sells and I last week? It was me and you. We were talking about the Ayuk thing, how Brock Purdy's dot was so I bad. I actually didn't love it because the dot was – yeah. And, and – but Purdy – Prove that he could drive the ball. It's not something that you, you were wrong about because he did average five yards a throw in <laughs> Um, But he did then turn around and drive the ball to Ayuk while he's getting just smashed. Um, so I think Ayuk and Kittle are the clear-cut options. Like, Juwan Jennings doesn't profile as, like, a seasonal pickup, just probably more as a DFS darling, if anything. All right, moving on. Uh we have some other uh, – m- we're going to mostly focus on uh, – I don't want to be a De- Debbie Downer, but the last two topics of conversation are kind of negative. But one positive note was that Evan Ingram had himself an absolutely phenomenal day. Uh, I was not expecting it. I thought he was going to have that kind of game in Week 13. Uh, but, you know, found the end zone Week 13, comes back, finds it again twice in Week 14 against the Titans. 11 catches on 15 targets for 162 yards. Unreal. He's now a, a top five tight end, which says a lot about the position. 
Um, I saw a stat like a week or two ago that Darren Waller just needed to catch like three passes and he would emer- he would be once again the top five tight end. That's just how crappy this position yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but Evan Ingram, the Jaguars look pretty good. I said last week I wasn't going to buy into the Jaguars. When they, I'm definitely not buying into the Jaguars this week because they, they do this all the time. They look you great, literally? They go flat. I'm not buying into this BS narrative. I'm not. I'm giving them no attention uh... in DFS. I'm not letting it happen to me again. But Evan Ingram looked great, got fed this past week. Um, is he is he a must start tight end going forward? That is so funny. Very tough. Now, now I remember. Now I remember it was me and you. Now I remember the full conversation of our uh, podcast last week about, about the Jaguars. About the Jaguars. Because they do this, and then yep. you think, oh, they could win the division. Yep. Yep. Then they can't. Yep. That was the talk all today. The how they can win the division. I mean. Look, what do we know about Evan Ingram? He is going to be on the field for essentially all the snaps. I mean, if you look great back, athlete. yeah, great. I mean, that's the profile, right? He's a great athlete. He runs he's a wide receiver that plays tight end. Yeah, he runs good routes. He's faster than tight or faster than linebackers, faster than safeties. Um, and he's always on the field. Seventy-nine percent of snaps this week. Seventy-seven last week. Eighty-one the week before the bye. Eighty-eight the week prior to the bye. Uh, only fifty-five against. Las Vegas, but that was the ankle injury game. Um, but 93 against Denver, 85. Like he's just always on the field. He has a lot of big target games. I mean, so Evan Ingram's played what is a 13 games this year. He's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games of six or more targets this year. Like you just don't see that at the tight end position. And I don't know if Travis Etienne's hit a wall. Or if teams are just making Trevor Lawrence beat them, uh, but he's looked horrible, and it's led to Trevor Lawrence throwing the ball more. And Ingram, I think it's maybe the foot injury. Yeah, it, it could be the foot injury. Um, it could just be not used to playing a 17 game, 18 game season, right? Um, it's it's his first professional year after missing all of last year. With now there's a foot like. There's a lot of factors that could only lead to that only screams more, more, more passing for Jacksonville moving forward. I think you have to treat him as a I don't know if you have to treat him as a top five tight end. I know he is there and that's largely part to 162 yards, 11 receptions and two scores. Um, but he's been a lot more consistent than I think people want to give him credit for myself included as an noted. I mean, listen, just. He came from the Giants. He was a letdown, right? It's just natural natural for me to be disappointed in him. Um, but I can't deny how good he's been. I can't deny that he's a top 10 tight end, probably top seven weekly. Um, you know, every tight end is healthy, right? Or every t- like Dallas Goddard is uh, expected to come off IR this week. Same with Darren Waller. So I think when you're looking at the landscape of tight ends, like you have the 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 untouchables, Kelsey Andrews. I know Andrews hasn't been great. You have Kittle now without Debo. You have Goddard, who was great before the injury. You have Waller, who, you know, it can be great. And then you probably have an have I'm probably and Njoku, and then Evan Ingram. So like top seven to ten tight end weekly. But yeah, I think he's a must start in twelve team leagues especially. Uh, speaking of Njoku and the rest of those brownies, uh, concerns in Cleveland? Any at all? Second straight game. 
since returning from suspension to Deshaun Watson. You know, he threw for 276 yards, uh, touchdown, interception, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Njoku, who you just spoke about, uh, played well while Amari Cooper, <clears throat> who was a little beat up, and Nick Chubb both struggled. Uh, are there con- any concerns going forward regarding, you know, the Brownies, like more prominent, like star players? Uh, because this hasn't looked good and they have the Ravens and Saints over the next two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think it would like I, and I said it last week, like I wasn't overly concerned, but I think everyone is aware that like there could be some type of like connection issue with guys that you just haven't played with and he just hasn't been able to develop a rapport and now you need them to develop that rapport quickly because you're falling out of the playoff picture basically out of it i mean you're all but eliminated now right i don't think they're officially eliminated i think only um the texans five and eight yeah i think i think they're four and nine four and uh four and eight if i believe you might be correct (laughs) Uh, yeah five and eight whatever so like not mathematically eliminated, but we're getting near that time. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely concerned. Like Watson didn't look, he didn't look good, but the numbers were still fine. Like because the quarterback position once again just was not it. And I, I think, think he also I'm, rushed for 30 yards too. So I think he had like 16.3 fantasy points or something, which for the quarterback position, still not, <laughs> it's not good. But, but this year, I mean, 16, I mean, if you don't have the top six guys, 16 fantasy points is a win at the quarterback position. Mm. I mean, it is, it's just like, if you're weekly starting Aaron Rodgers, or you're weekly starting Tom Brady or weekly starting Jared Goff before the last couple weeks, like 16 fantasy points, you're, that's a win. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely concerned. I def- I definitely think there's a regression to Donovan Peoples-Jones with if uh, Mark Cooper is healthy. Um, I think we might see more than seven targets. I'm definitely worried about Nick Chubb because Nick Chubb hasn't looked the same in the last just couple weeks in general. I mean, 80 yards, no touchdown last week. If he's not scoring touchdowns, Nick Chubb's value is dr- drastically different because he doesn't catch the football. So. Let's turn our attention to another team that's kind of been disappointing lately. Um, I'm a little concerned about the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, not so much with Tyreek Hill. Uh, there's a good floor with him every week. There's an outrageous ceiling every week. You're not you're not sitting him regardless of the matchup, even even this week, which we will get to. But Jalen Waddle has just three catches on nine targets in his last two games. Um, I mean, I feel like I gave a lot of bad advice in the Fantasy Alarm Discord this week, but I did get a couple questions on Jalen Waddle, and I'm like, I can't believe he's actually we're actually asking about this guy. But, you know, after what we've seen the last two games, yeah, I'm a little concerned. Tua Tungavailoa has completed just 28 of 61 passes in his last two games with three turnovers. I don't feel good about either running back in this offense. You can't really start either as it currently sits. And this week, uh, the Dolphins are on that three-game slate that we mentioned early, earlier in the podcast. Uh, the early forecast for this game, Saturday night in Western New York. Uh, it's going to be in the 20s, wind chill of, you know, the wind gusts are going to be 10 to 20 miles an hour, so that's going to knock it down a little bit. There's also going to be some snow showers in the game as well. Are you comfortable starting anybody on this team outside of, outside of Tyreek Hill? Like, are we still starting to a Tungo by Loa? Oh, game, But still, like, this this could be ugly. Yeah, I mean, I think the over-under 
at last was like 43 2 and i'm sure like as the as the weather reports come in right shut oh, oh sorry man uh, Ramondre stevenson is down and my heart is oh in no my throat. oh no Ugh. oh no cart it off down <clears throat> or um I think somebody rolled up on his ankle. That's He's still down. I am defeated. Well, everybody, that's the show. <laughs> Go uh, on. Oh, Sorry. No. Um, no, I mean, that's a obviously notable. No Damien Harris. No. Come for the nonsensical fantasy analysis, but stick around for our emotional reactions to the game. <laughs> during, during Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. right. Um, we'll break NBA starts it as well. Yes, we did last week. You did. You did live. Uh, I think it was Indiana Pacers, Indiana Pacer news live. Um, The riveting stuff. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to be concerned. The running back situation last week with a healthy Jeff Wilson, all Mostert. And then this week, Mostert looked like crap. He just doesn't look healthy since, I mean, since he, they like gave him that game off with the knee management. And And I thought it was smart what they were doing because he was already approaching his career high in tart in rushes, rushing attempts in like week 11. Um, but now we're there and Mostert has clearly slowed down. Wilson's injured uh, again. And Jeff Wilson is just oft injured uh, throughout his career. They said, Mike McDaniel said day to day, but like obviously a concern for a guy who's always injured. Um, what do we got then? Ramondre being, <laughs> is he being carted off? He, he ran off, but Max just threw a pick. It looked like it was tipped. Just oh, straight in the air. Just, oh, if you guys could only see the video of Dan <laughs> chugging a, a, um, it's a liquid death. It's not alcohol. <laughs> it's a Coors, uh, what is it? Coors? No, it's not. I only drink during NASCAR podcasts. Okay. Sorry. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you gotta be concerned. It's, it's Tyree killer. It's bust right now. I think it really depends on like the options you have instead of to, to a tongue of Aloha, Cause again, we, we talked about ad nauseum. Not a lot on the waiver wire. Like, if I have Tua or Brock Purdy, I'm starting Tua. If I have Tua or Cole McCoy, I'm starting Tua. If I have Tua or Mike White, I'm starting Tua. Um, Tua over Baker Mayfield. Tua over Taylor Heineke. I bet you a lot of people dropped Aaron Rodgers in this bye week, right? Probably still starting Tua over Aaron Rodgers. So, um, tough to bench Tua, but there's definitely definitely concerns. Do you think that – do you think there's any chance – of this game Saturday night in the snow, cold weather, relatively high winds. Do you think that there's any chance that this could be a shootout? No. Uh, I look well, that was quick. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I think that if their running game, both running games are on, like, we've seen Josh Allen in the in the snow, like, just ball and like have multiple rushing touchdowns. Forty-two and a half. I bet you by the time Saturday comes around. Where the total sitting around forty, and I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I can see it. Well, you could I, see it. No, no, no. I'm saying I can see this being bet down to forty. Yeah, it's gonna be bet. I think the under. A lot of people and a lot of people don't bet unders, but like just when you when the weather report comes out of how bad it's gonna be, I bet. I mean, it's gonna be hard to ignore. Well, folks, apologies for this podcast being a little all, all over the place with. 
reactions right away to Kyler Murray's injury from Andre Stevenson. Mac Jones throwing an awful interception, but it really <laughs> it was tipped. But hey, uh, thank you so much for listening again this week, everybody. Best of luck in your fantasy football playoff matchups in Week 15. Play a little DFS on Saturday. I'll be in the D- in the NFL Discord starting at noon, going all the way until 8 p.m. But Grande, I know you're tired, so thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you in Week 15, and best of luck to the FA Nation.